This is the Entrepreneur Unleashed Show, episode 18 with Alex Changho. The Entrepreneur Unleashed. The Entrepreneur Unleashed. Entrepreneurs Unleashed. The podcast where purpose and passion become revenue streams. Be real. Take a stand. Change lives. Here's your host, Patty Keating. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Unleashed Show. I'm your host, Patty Keating. Entrepreneurs everywhere are creating a new breed of business success. They're making their own rules, taking a stand for their purpose leading through integrity, and making money by changing lives. Join me each week for compelling messages that will inspire and empower you to unleash your true purpose. Would you like to turn your message into a signature system and monetize it with a program or product online? Join me for the online biz webinar, where we'll take you through the steps required to monetize your message. Head on over to the onlinebizwebinar.com and reserve your spot today. I am so happy to bring you today a friend of mine who I met in a mastermind group, and he is one smart man. His name is Alex Chang Ho, and he helps entrepreneurs fill their business with clients. He specializes in martial arts and he has a program called Enrollment Dojo. And he's going to share some of his insights and tips and his journey with us today. Hi, Alex. Hi, Patty. So good to have you here. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. We can't wait to hear about your little journey through the land of entrepreneurship. <laughs> so tell us a little bit just about your business and introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, fantastic. Well, I have the honor and the privilege of being able to help people in, that are um, in the martial arts business, the martial arts industry niche, mainly to grow their schools, but especially in streamlining their schools. Because as anyone that's in small business knows, it's, it, it can be quite challenging when they're trying to wear all the different hats in many small businesses, but especially as I've found in the martial arts niche, most people that are getting into this business, um, they're not business people. They love what they do. They love the martial arts. Many of them, like, like I've been doing it for 22 years, and there, there are lots of men and women that are doing the exact same thing. They say, you know what? I love this. I make an impact on my community. I know how much the martial arts has made an impact on my life. I would like, in turn, to be able to share that with other people in my community. And the challenge, perhaps, mm -hmm. is that a lot of the um, inherent nature of the martial arts um, and, and the way that it had been taught for many, many years wasn't necessarily designed to be taught in a business format. And so um, mm -hmm. I, I get to help men and women first oftentimes grow their schools, but oftentimes be able to streamline it so that they're not working as hard, but they're still making the same impact as well as making a great income doing it. Oh, nice. So I'm curious what inspired you to start this? Well, I ran a martial arts school for about 11 years. In fact, it's uh, running a, a karate school is actually the only job I had, except for one. I, I got to work at the library at my university for about a semester, <laughs> <laughs> essentially getting paid to do my homework. But I knew I knew from the time I was about twelve years old that I would always I would always be teaching martial arts. It's it was a part of my life, and 
I decided to get into the martial arts business right after college. I partnered with my instructor. So we were business partners for about 10, 11 years. And uh, just a couple of years ago, you know, I, I, I said to myself, you know, this is great. And I, I love this. And I'd like to have an even bigger impact because I went through a lot of growth myself mm-hmm. running the school. And I went from being totally overwhelmed to being able to run my school almost essentially part-time. I was doing it 32 hours a week. Um, We were making great money. And I looked around and I saw other people doing the exact same job as I did, doing one of two things. Oftentimes they were, A, making good money, but they were working all the time, like 55 hours a week running Mm. their business. Or even worse, some of them were working either part-time or as much or more than I did and, and struggling mm-hmm. just because they didn't, they weren't leveraging certain um, tactics and techniques as well. We have having the mindset to be able to run their school in a way that, that made sense that really was uh, sustainable for not just their income, but the, for their family lives. And so I said, you know, I'd like to go and help other men and women do what I did. And so a lot, what I'm hearing is a lot of people come into this because they love the discipline and decide they want to share it with the world, but they don't really have the tools, the business tools to understand how to run it as a business. Is that what's causing the overwhelm? That's, that's definitely part of it, Patty, because as I tell a lot of uh, my clients and the people I help out, no one goes into the karate business because they think it's going to be easy money. no one says wow that's going to be an easy job anyone can do that i can be rich overnight i'm going to run a karate school oftentimes there's two things there's there's tools and over the past 10 15 years uh, the martial arts industry really has grown and nowadays there are actually a plethora of tools it's just sometimes people don't have the strategy on how to implement these tools and even more so uh, a lot of times it's the mindset. It's the mindset of what mm-hmm. am I doing? And some folks have are torn because they want to serve. They want to serve their clients at a high level. Of course, there's the need to, of course, make net profit in their schools. And so for some people, they see them as mutually exclusive. Mm. And as you and I know, that's not necessarily the case. Someone can serve their clients at a very, very high level. And in the martial arts the service is transformative for kids and adults. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they can make money and they can make a great income for the people that they support. And is, that, is that one of the big things, Alex, um, that you're that they're bumping into, that you're witnessing? They have a conflict between being of service and making money? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because inherently in the martial arts, if you if you look at any kung fu movie or martial arts movie, I mean, think of the Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi. No, Daniel did not go and sign up with Mr. Miyagi and pay him, you know, $150 a month to train him. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. And when and, and most martial arts instructors, they feel that they they know mm-hmm. their gift is something that will serve so much. They even feel a little guilty about charging money for it because they know how impactful it is. It's that, that, that shift in their mind to recognize, yes, this is so impactful, and that's what gives it value. And when people are able to invest in themselves and take a great martial arts course, and in fact, most, most martial arts schools are pretty great in terms of their service delivery. Mm-hmm. 
it's just the shift in the mind of the uh, owner to, to do both. There have been some programs where they will actually focus more on the money and less on the service. And that's one way to do it, I guess. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some people focus so much on the service but are, are, are afraid to charge for it. And one of my goals is to help people realize they can do both. That's a noble goal. Thank you. You know, I see that in my work as well. The more service and contribution that a person has, the more conflict there is that they need to overcome to really receive money at a high level for the value they're putting into the world. Yes. So I think it it spreads across um, people who are really in alignment with their purpose and they've made a decision to do the work that they love. And then all of a sudden (laughs) this big obstacle comes up. What, what do you think you're doing? Oh my goodness. Well, when people, this is what one of my mentors said, uh, if you are doing a job, if you're doing work, you're, you're working in your flow, you're working in your purpose, you almost feel guilty about receiving money for it because it doesn't seem like work to you. Mm-hmm. And for most martial arts instructors, when they're on the floor, they're teaching, they're working with their students, they're helping the families in their community. That's the juice that they get. They feel the contribution. They feel the significance. They feel that they're making a difference. And it's, it's a little bit of that, that guilt that they feel like, hey, I thought, I thought work was supposed to be hard. Yeah. I thought work was supposed to be difficult. And I'm getting paid for this because they are pursuing something that they love. Yes. And that's a cultural belief. You have to work hard for the many. That's right. <laughs> I mean, how many songs have they written about that, right? <laughs> I know. I was about to burst into song, but then I decided to spare the audience. <laughs> Uh, so tell me about the obstacles that showed up on your path, Alex. Well, what's so interesting, Patty, is a lot of them came, they're the, the same obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever challenges we have in their life, oftentimes they show up again, they're just at a higher level. And so when I get into my flow and I'm working with my clients and helping them design a strategy or streamlining their schedule so that we cut it by 20, 30% of service delivery and they, but they increase the level of their service by even more by 50%, 60%. Sometimes I myself would feel guilty mm-hmm. about, you know, charging for it. But then I, I realize when you get these uh, comments back or these testimonials saying that this is what's happened. I've been able to spend more time with my father um, over the past couple of months and, you know, he, he passed away, uh, a few weeks ago and it was so valuable to be able to have that time. So I wasn't at the Taekwondo school or the karate school. I got to spend that quality time or for people to say my, my life is, you know, I am making more money so I can do these things to spend time with my kids or to make more money to send them to private school. Mm-hmm. That's that reward. And so the same challenges come up and also, a lot of it is going to be mindset. And some people look for the tools. They say, well, what, what more do I need? I, I need more tools. I need this newsletter. I need this, this um, to be able to do this webinar. I need to have this marketing tool. I need, an, I need a better procedure. And it's like going to Home Depot, right? You can go to Home Depot and you can go and you can buy a bunch of power tools, but that doesn't necessarily make you a carpenter. <laughs> first, first, you need a blueprint, but even more than the blueprint, you need to know how to build a home. And sometimes people think if they just have the tools that they can run a martial arts academy. Well, mm-hmm. number one, 
they need to have the mindset of a martial arts professional. Number two, they need to have a strategy on when to implement the tools and where it's best to do that. And sometimes helping people realize that can be a little more challenging because it's so easy to sell someone tools. Hey, this, this product has gotten these people so many students. That's great. You should use this too. And that's, that's wonderful. And it's true. But if you do it at the wrong time, if you use this newsletter, for example, at the wrong time or with the wrong plan, it won't be successful for them. So Alex, give us an example of something that happened for you personally in your business and how you moved through that challenge. Well, one big thing that I first thought was, and admittedly, I was focused on tools. Mm. Let me use this tool. Let me sell the service of teaching how to use this tool. And the challenge was I'd have people Know, subscribe to my service and they wouldn't have success. And I, I looked at it and I said, well, what's going on? Because I've had success with this. These other people have had success with it. What's going on? And I questioned myself. I said, mm-hmm. what's wrong with what you're doing? Are you not good enough? Are you not uh, doing the right thing? But then I had other people having great results. So I had to say, well, the, it works. What's the difference? And that's when I was able to make the shift in, in, in my mind to be able to say, okay, it's not just the tools. I, and I can't just to help to serve my clients the best. I can't just focus on do X, Y, and Z, do this tactical stuff. And in fact, it couldn't even just be strategic. Okay, here's the right time. We started working on their mindset first. We started focusing on what is your purpose? Who are you serving? Why are you here? And once they had that mental foundation, they were able to have success. So for me, realizing that the best way to serve my clients, and for, <laughs> since we're in the martial arts space, my own students, is not just to give them tools, not just to give them tactics, mm-hmm. but to go ahead and cover all of that area. And it, it, took a, it took a few months to be able to make that shift. So that obstacle really showed you, it pointed you to the path that was going to be of the greatest service for your students. That's right. Interesting how those obstacles work, isn't it? (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) What lesson did you learn as a result of that? Well, I learned this especially. I used to have a business partner, and it was someone that I had learned a lot of tools from myself. And what what I learned was this, just tools isn't enough. And in fact, looking at me as, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, previously I had made the tools and the, and the content and the things I learned and me one. And so when I separated from my partner and focused on my solo act, I said to myself, well, who am I without these tools? Who am I without these techniques? Who am I without these things? And then I realized that's not what the product was. That's not the gift that I have. My gift was my ability to not just use the tools and teach the tools, but it was me. It was me and having the ability to help my clients, help my students to get even more from their business. And it was the relationship that I had. Because, for example, if Patty, if you or I and I were both 
teaching the exact same thing, exact same content, exact same tools. In fact, we were even going to teach mindset, for example. If we, we had the exact same product, you would have a completely different set of clients than I would. Why? Because you're a different person than I am. Mm -hmm. Your gift is you. It's not your product. It's not your service. My gift is me and not my product and my service because those would be the same. It's the transformation I'm able to give. Yes. The transformation you're able to give through being who you are. Exactly. I love that. We're going to put that in the show notes. And that's what made a huge shift for me to realize I was reading a book about presenting about speech um, speeches by a gentleman, and I believe it by the name of Roger Ailes, and its title is "You Are the Message," mm. and that really resonated with me because for every entrepreneur, you know, it's actually in my belief that in today's economy, almost everyone is in the service business. I don't care if you you know, sell things if you sell cars or if you're selling products or you're selling things on eBay or you're doing an actual service like laundry or coaching or whatnot. It's service because it's what do you as a person provide for, for your clients? Because two people, let's say McDonald's, two people can go to, a, to two different McDonald's and if the service, if the people at one, uh, you may prefer to go to that one than another one because the people are nicer, because the people resonate with you better. You are the message. We, as entrepreneurs, are the service. We are the product. We make the difference for our clients. And you know, that's so true. I will drive past two grocery stores with the exact same product. Let's say I'm out at half and half in the morning, which happened just like a week ago. I drove past two grocery stores to go to the grocery store where I know the people. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's totally true. <laughs> I've done it myself, too. It's a good thing for us to be aware of. And make sure that we're focusing on those relationships and who are you in business? I love that. So let's talk about your business right now. What are you passionate about right now? Oh, I'm just passionate about helping people out and seeing the results. Um, again, I'm, I've been solo for just a few months and I'm now seeing within a couple months the results that my, my clients and the people I help are getting. And, and it's just so great to see the transformations they're making in their lives. Because again, I made it in my own life, even within the space of simply running a school, and I'm seeing it in them as well. But I also look forward, and especially in terms of learning about the different mindsets of people. You know, I look at the martial arts industry, and it's it's a relatively young industry, and I see it moving forward. And I see myself and other other people in my generation. You know, they they call us the millennials. Um, anyone born between about 1980 to 2000. And I see the people that are developing and stepping up and the mindset that they have versus of different generations. And I'm really passionate about seeing these young people step up and take their new ideals about service and about making money and how they are, they are able to be reconciled together and to take the martial arts industry to a whole new level where it is taken uh, I'll just say this. It is taken seriously. You know, most parents, if their kid were to say, hey, I'd like to run a karate school when I grow up right now, I think most parents are going to say, um, great, go ahead and get your degree so you have a backup plan. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the people don't say that. I want to be a doctor. Fantastic. Go for it. <laughs> I want to be a karate instructor. Okay, well, make sure you get your accountant's degree just in case. And letting letting... Families and this next generation of kids see, wow, 
you know, this is something that I can do for parents to understand, wow, this is something my kid can do to make a difference, make an impact in the lives of the, um, of, of the people in the community, as well as create a great income for the people that they support. So what's your vision for the next three to five years in your business? Well, that's really the, the big thing is continuing to work and help create a movement within the martial arts industry of young people of young people, and and I I shouldn't say young people because it's not just people of a certain age, a certain birth year, but people of a certain mindset, Mm -hmm. people who are going out there to serve. Unfortunately, there are schools that, um, in every business uh, industry, but there are individual businesses that perhaps have tainted the idea of what martial arts is going to be about. Either A, on one end of the spectrum, they were a great service, but they weren't able to keep their doors open, and mm-hmm. so they closed. I've had students in the past, um, when I ran a school, be very wary of joining my school, my business, because they were afraid it was going to close. On the other end, there's there are examples of schools that um, do the opposite. They are all about money, and they don't service their clients. Mm. And as a result, people get upset. And to bring those two together and continue to help folks realize we can do both. We can absolutely do both and help create the movement of, of folks that are like-minded to be able to grow their schools like that and, and show the world, look, you can do this. You can join a martial arts school and have total confidence you're going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about you for a minute. Sure. <laughs> What's the best advice you ever received? Someone told me not too long ago, about a year ago, a good friend of mine named Lauren Sage, who uh, worked alongside me for many years when I ran a school. And one thing that she realized in me was, you know, in, in personal development, they have this thing called modeling, where if you see someone with the results that you want, you just do like what they do and follow what they do, and then you can have those same results, which, which makes sense, right? And I had a couple of role models that I wanted to be like. They were very successful in the martial arts. And I took modeling pretty seriously, and in, in even to the point where I would begin to adopt the certain mannerisms, speech patterns, whatnot. And Lauren was watching me, and she saw what I was doing, and she said, Alex, you know, you can model and you can take on certain aspects of what these people do and certain strategies. But here's the thing. You are never going to be the best person of them. Let's, let's call him John. You're never going to be the, the best John because he's the best John because he's the only John. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the best, you got to be the best Alex. And so while I was learning scripts and procedures and strategies and modeling, what I learned was that to really have success, you got to be you. You got to be yourself and own yourself and recognize what, you, what your strengths are and also what you may not have strengths in. And, and that, that's totally okay. That's totally okay. To, it, it might sound cliche, but be yourself. Be the best you you can be. And if people don't like that, that's all right because other people will. Uh, when I ran in, when I ran the martial arts school, my business, in terms of the the students and, and the relationships, it it went up by like thirty percent by doing one simple thing, which was to stop trying to be someone else hmm. and just be me and be totally okay with that and own 
myself, own my business, own my school, not in the financial sense, but in the emotional sense that, yes, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And you know what? If, if we're not a good fit, we're not a good fit. And she reminded me of this not too long ago. And she said this, she said this line, she said, what you have, other people can't, uh, or, or what you have, you can't teach mm-hmm. because it's who you are. You can teach certain things, but you have to teach them not to be you. You have to teach them to be them. That's great advice. So as a result, what personal growth have you experienced? I'm a lot happier. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, one, one thing I'm, I'm known <laughs> for very much in almost any circle, in, in the, the circle that you and I run in as well as some different circles is, uh, you know, when people, I know we're on a podcast right now, when, when people see me, they're going to be able to say, oh, he's an Asian guy. And I don't let people forget it. You know? No, you don't. <laughs> when, when I was young, in fact, Patty, when I was young, I, was, I, I grew up in Kansas. And there were there were like three Asian people in like the whole community, and I was one of them. And it was very difficult for me being different. And today I own that, and it's obvious whenever you <laughs> if you ever meet me that I am who I am. And so that's just one example. I totally own who I am now. Yeah. I say this is me. I'm unapologetically me, and without having to have any restrictions on what people. What are people going to think of me or how am I supposed to act? It's, it's freeing. You have a and lot of fun with who you are now. That's my absolutely. observation. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's freeing. And without the restrictions of the perceived opinions of other people and being able to be up unapologetically myself, I'm able to do everything. Else. I'm able to run my business. I'm able to hang out with my friends. I'm able to make jokes. I'm able to learn. I'm able to spend time with my family. And that personal growth, that I will say is perhaps the biggest thing, the lack of worry. That's great. I'm writing, I'm writing a note down, be unapologetically yourself. Yes. That's great. Let's move on to tools and resources that you use in your business or, or just for life. What gadgets or tools do you use to make life easier? To make my life easier? You know, I actually, I I run my business. I can uh, run it from pretty much anywhere, as long as I have a laptop and a telephone. I actually love love my Plantronics headset. So anyone that spends time on the phone, make sure you get a, a nice headset that you can walk around and do things. Because when you're when you're up and about, if, if you're a pretty active guy like me, you don't just want to be sitting down at a desk when you talk to your your clients because they can tell they can tell if you're going to be mm-hmm. more confined if if that's you. If that's you, I like to walk around. In fact, on this interview, Patty, I've been walking around my sister's house here <laughs> in New York just because this is how how I am. But that's just that's just one tool. In terms of a lot of things, I, I do like to read. I like a lot of personal growth. Um, I attend different seminars and, and get to know great people. And I surround myself with like-minded people. And so we have conversations about some of the most interesting things. I don't watch the news. I don't keep up with CNN. I think, actually, I use Facebook a lot, so I get most of my news from there. <laughs> so a lot of the, the, I try to shield myself a lot from any negativity. And if something's that big of a deal, I find out about it from, from Exactly. My that's, so, that's how I roll, too. What, I want to get this in the show notes. Do you know what Plantronics you use? Which headset? Yeah. This, I personally use as a Savvy 
So it's S-A-V-I, a Savvy mm-hmm. 740. It's the same one I have. I love it. Yeah, the, the, this is great because you can use it for a landline, for your computer, or for a cell phone with Bluetooth. And um, it's just uh, sometimes I'm, I'm so used to it. And I've walked out of the house wearing my headset before. <laughs> I get in the car, I'm a mile down the road, and I realize I'm still wearing my headset. So it's that comfortable. <laughs> It's not big and bulky. So for those of you who are out and about, the um, episode will be Alex. You can go to my website and just Google the name Alex, or you can type in Alex Changho, and that will be where you can find these great tips and tools that we're sharing. All right. What about books, podcasts, blogs? What do you recommend? <laughs> books, podcasts, and blogs. I um, I spend a lot of time following um, some different people on Facebook. One of one of the people I follow is a gentleman by the name of Kevin Nations, and if you just read on his um, on his Facebook wall, he's he'll he'll put up some um, posts that are pretty. Uh, how how should I say they 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 stir stuff up and they stir up the way that you think. So if you, I mean, a lot of the things I have on my Facebook are really happy, happy, spiritual, inspirational, and those are good. And sometimes it's nice to have someone or something that that you resonate with and you agree with most of the time. Because if you just surround yourself with people who always are, uh, agree with you 100% of the time, you don't necessarily grow. But when you have people in your life that you can follow that might give you something to think about. <laughs> That's where you have the growth, whether you end up agreeing with them or not. Exactly. And, and Kevin Nations is one of these people where you read the stuff on his, um, on his Facebook wall and you get just that. You ask yourself, is this what I should be doing? Or, or does this make sense to me? Does this resonate? And sometimes it's yes. And other times it's no. And either one of those is okay. It's just if you want to grow, you need a little um, – you need some contrast. You need some differences. Mm-hmm. You need some resistance. Kevin's great at really creating provocative questions that cause you to pause and think. Yes. So go Absolutely. follow Kevin. We'll put a link to his uh, Facebook page too. Fantastic. Okay. Looking back, if you were to do this all over again, what would you tell your younger self? You know, that's so interesting because I'm a believer that everything that in our lives happens for a reason. I would not be where I am right now if I had done anything different, Mm -hmm. anything different. And so I wouldn't tell my younger self anything else. In fact, I'd be like in Back to the Future where they said, there's going to be a vortex or whatever if you talk to yourself. (laughs) Now, if I were to meet – now, that being said, if I were to meet someone that was very similar to me today or in the future that was on a similar path that I see doing things, I'm totally okay with helping them out because Mm -hmm. it's not – because I'll I'll still be who I am. So if I were to meet a young man that was a lot like me, I'd say this. Just go – do it. <laughs> you might need to bleep that out, and that's fine. But just go do it. Whatever you're afraid of, if you take some action, if you do it, you're either A, going to get everything that you want, or B, you're going to get the lesson that you need that's going to help carry you forward. And looking at my life, I made, 
I'm not going to call it a mistake, but there were times where I failed to take action because of fear, because of worry, because I didn't know what I wanted. And if I had just done something, I would have accelerated my process by years, accelerated my growth by years. So for someone else and for me in the future, I'm just going to do stuff and I might make a mistake. Great. And I'll learn from it. Or I might make some really cool stuff happen and I'll get what I want. And I'll learn from that too. So that's what mm-hmm. I would say. Just, just do something. Just take some action. Take imperfect action. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate it. It was wonderful to have you here. I'm sure you will inspire many. Well, thank you very much, Patty. Would you like to turn your message into a signature system and monetize it with a program or product online? Join me for the online biz webinar where we'll take you through the steps required to monetize your message. Head on over to the onlinebizwebinar.com and reserve your spot today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Unleashed show. If you did, please go to pattykeating.com and let me know what you're up to this year in your business. While you're there, be sure to grab your copy of Five Quick Ways to Share Your Expertise.